Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of Saddest Night Out. My name is Roy, and I am the host of this daily podcast, which is my attempt to chronicle what's happening creatively in the city of London, as well as my own pursuits of musical ambition. Forgive me for sounding particularly tired. On this intro, it's because I am particularly tired. As I record this intro, today's episode was recorded at the Nelsons at last night's open mic. The open mic had ended, but two performers from the open mic before that came to last night's open mic. Unfortunately, they were too late to perform, but they were just in time to record a conversation for today's episode. So, I am talking to Reese Devaney, and apologies if I mispronounce his name towards the end of the chat as well. But it's Reese Devaney, R W E C E. D-E-V-A-N-E-Y and it's J Coletti J-A-Y-C-O-L-E-T-T-I So I met both of these performers for the first time at Ruby's in Dalston which was the episode before this one when I spoke to Astrid and they both came to the Nelsons last night but I'd already packed up the stage but I did manage to talk to them for the podcast because I hadn't spoken to them for the podcast before and I hadn't really met them before. So this is a chance to do a bit of a deep dive into all that they are about. So I'm speaking to Reese Devaney and Jay Coletti and then I'll tell you a bit more about what's going on with me after the chat. Although I do want to say at the top of this episode one, hello to the band Leica, L-E-I-K-A. I've been spending a lot of time at Caffrey Studios lately and I keep bumping into them. And we had the exact same conversation twice. I unfortunately forgot the player's name, but his name was John. And he told me again the name of the band, and it's with a K, not a C. So yeah, hello to the band Leica. And also, one of my favourite songs this year is The Lot by Fontaine's DC. But I prefer the live version from the Knox Array Festival to the version that's on the album. Because they changed the main riff ever so slightly. But it's a slight bugbear that I have, and I just had to get it off my chest right here on the podcast. So that's enough of my, uh, that's the sermon off of my soul for now. Back to today's conversation with Reese Devaney and Jay Coletti, and I'll catch up with you more afterwards. Enjoy. I am in the sweet, sweet basement of the Nelson's Pub in Hoxton. I'm here with two performers who didn't perform tonight, but they did perform last night and left a hell of an impression. So, as luck would have it, we've got a chance to catch up on the podcast for the first time. So, would you kindly introduce yourself? I'll start with you. Uh, my name is Bruce Devaney. Okay. Uh, my name is Jay Coletti. So, how long have the two of you known each other? Uh, we briefly, we briefly, well, we met last night, actually, at yeah. the Ruby. Yeah, oh, really? The first yeah. time, yeah. Okay, so how long, so we'll start with you, Reese. How long have you been performing music in London? Uh, I've been in London for about two years, two and a half years now. Okay, so where were you before that? Before that, I was in Cornwall. And is that where you started making music? Yeah, yeah, I started making music when I was like 15. I started writing, writing songs when I was about 15. And uh, ever since, I've been writing and performing in bands and whatnot and decided to come up to London uh, about two and a half years ago because I felt it was a good step up for me a good good step up for just to bring my music to a higher level you know so you've been in different variations of performing music how long has it just been the Reese show how long has it been you solo I think it's uh ever since uh, I stopped my bands uh Aquanox we were playing for a while we played for about two three years and then after that because uh some band members had to go uni and whatnot uh 
we kind of separated and after that I got fully got into recording and uh, fully started to delve into songwriting in a different way, more in a much more individualistic way. So I'd say probably about like seven, eight years of just like my 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 own stuff, you know. Wow. So two about two years you've been in London. Yeah. Has it been mainly open mics? Has it been anything else? Has it been it's, it's, playing with anyone else or just solo? Oh no 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 there's been I've had loads of help from various friends and whatnot. I've helped I've had help from producers a lot of my friends uh, have helped me with like music videos and production and I'm so grateful because of the, it's the wealth of talent that's within London is crazy and that's part of the reason why I moved from Cornwall. Not that Cornwall doesn't have performers and uh, producers that aren't talented, it's the fact that there is more of an abundance of style up here which is something that I was very interested in and wanted to integrate myself into. So yeah. So, I met you for the first time last night. Recently, how often have you been performing each week or like monthly? Nah, nah, like recently I haven't been performing at all because I've been fully, like, I've been having like difficulty with certain mental health issues and I've also been mainly writing. So when I'm writing, I tend to not go out that much and stay in the studio and just stay on my computer and really work at it. But um, when I'm not writing, uh, which is now, and I haven't got anything to say, I usually just go out and perform and see what see what the world gives me, you know. All right. <laughs> so was the last week like the first time in a while? Or not yeah, yeah, yeah. So it must have been the first. It must have been at least first time in about three, four months that I've actually performed. Well, I'm very grateful that our night happened to be <laughs> on your map of nights to return to. Thank you very much for coming no down. And it happened to be on that fateful night that you bumped into one Mr. J over here. So, Jay, when did you come to London? How long have you been performing music? Right, well, I'm, I was born in London. Yeah. So I started playing music when I was around 16. Um, getting into a lot of 60s music prior to that and some, you know, sort of listening to a lot of the greats. And eventually picked up the acoustic and started playing, learning covers. And I did that for about five years, sort of playing to friends and that on and off in, over the park and in, in the flat and wherever I could at parties sort of thing. You know? And then eventually I went, done a bit of traveling. I went to India and stuff and then I got back from there. So I, was, I went to India when I was 17, 18 for a few months and went back again when I was like 21. Spent almost a year there. And it was only when I come back that I decided that, well, I actually sat, I, I ended up getting this like um, old like honky-tonk piano and I already had my acoustic from before, like I told you. So I was then sort of started to knock out a tune on the piano. I'm, I'm going to go to my troubles, which I never really finished. And then finally, I re-infused acid and got a, quickly got some group members together, some friends that I knew, whatever. Someone else knew someone else, and we had like three or four people in the room. And then I, and then I wrote my first song. I wrote was on the acoustic song for Nan, like a full song about my Nan, about her life and stuff. And that was like, yeah. So that kind of set the set the tone for what I was about to do, which was to write more and more, again within the group and also on my own. And then I was in quite a few, I had a few bands in my early 20s, like I say I, because I was kind of forming them around what I was doing at first and it become more of a shared thing and people would leave and etc. And then finally that disband dissolved and then about 24, 25, I met a young man doing an open mic thing, I went back into the open mic thing, right? So I was doing that and for a little while on my own. And then people would come, you know, some friends and stuff. And, and there was this guy that turned up, John, and I got acquainted with him that night. And we started to um, talk about getting together. And he was just over filming, like, sorry, studying film. Mm-hmm. But he's from San Paolo. 
little bit younger than me, but we, we, we hit it off straight away and we started collaborating, putting our minds together and coming out with songs. And that was really good. And that went on for about a year or two. And then finally, in enough, and he wanted to go back to Brazil. Actually, I did go to Brazil and record an album out there as well when I was about 25, which Whoa. I've still got nice. like 16 songs we did, like eight songs each. Okay. So that's there recorded. But I never really did much of it. We come back, we was going to do some things with it, you know, and, and, and get it established, but it never quite took off. So he went back to Brazil. He's now formed a new group over there and he's doing quite well with himself. And then I, what I would call like a little hiatus, you know, where I just sort of like took a step back and didn't really, I wanted to get back into a group thing again, but it never really happened for me. And quite a few years went on by and then actually it rolled into my 30s. And then I was always playing music and stuff, but not really taking it serious, not performing anyway. And another reason, never last, well, I'm like 37 now, nearly 38. So I've, I've recently, I started to um, wanted to get back into it again, and I haven't really got a band. So I've got these songs that I've sort of wrote and co-wrote back in my 20s, mm-hmm. and I've got some newer stuff that I did actually do about. Because like I actually I went to India again five years ago, and that always refreshes me because you get kind of inspired when you go away and come back, like yeah. back into London again, because it can be quite you know, um, dampening sometimes, you know, your spirit and stuff. But actually I come back revived a little bit and then I got the logic set up on my computer. So I started to use that and to get new tracks down and to new ideas, mainly on my own. And eventually started collaborating with a couple of other guys and that was sort of taking off. And then that, that petered out a little bit. And then eventually, so it's been another two or three years since then. So I'm, I'm now happy to get back out onto the circuit and play. And I've got songs from the past and I want to create some new ones. So that's waiting to come, but yeah, I've got like a, I've got about thirty songs. I'm just saying, or like oh, that. Wow. Yeah, there's a couple strong albums here. I'd say that I wanna. Yeah. Well, at least one strong one. I feel. A lot of material, and also yeah. just the, the two of you. I feel like you could each write an autobiography right there, based on the stories you've told me, because you both had quite some journeys to bring you to this point here. Yeah. It's quite interesting, Reese. You come from Cornwall. You've travelled to London mm. because you felt that was where you needed to be. Yeah. And Jay, you were in London and you travelled away from London mm. to find inspiration. Mm. So now that you're both in the city, you're both performing, you're both doing it solo, even though you've both been in various groups and various versions of performing your music. Mm. You both kind of mentioned the term taking it seriously. What does that mean for you? Let's say in the next 12 months, if everything went according to plan, if you have your, I don't know, your vision board or something, what would you like to achieve now that you are in London and you are focused on seeing your thing through? So Reese, we'll start with you. Where, where's your head at? What, what's your main focus right now? Really, um, I want to stay being as honest as I can as an artist, and not only as an artist, but also as a performer. I think honesty and truth not only in the world, but also in your own heart. If you can convey some kind of truth that you believe in to anyone within your environment, then that's the most important thing. Uh, so once you get that, once you really harness that, and once I've, I'm still struggling with it when I'm with my writing, I still can't get my fully honest self 100% actualized and I think that's part of being a human you know that like we never know we've always got influences that are coming into our lives that that's part of life but now I think being honest as an artist being honest as a performer and maybe uh, one day seeing myself performing in uh, like different festivals around the UK potentially I mean I'm not like I used to be very hugely ambitious with my music, and I am still ambitious, but in a different way now, more in more in the artistic way as opposed to a like world domination way, if you want to yeah. look at it like that. Yeah. <laughs> both both equally important, though. Yeah, yeah, like it's just very 
it's a it's for me it's not the it's not the result of the music that I get from it it's the music itself it's the ability to be able to listen to it and be like oh fuck I, I created that I recorded that I, that was me that's that's a really important thing for me and that's an inner like measurement that you have. So just uh, Ben Todd from the podcast. Say hi, Ben. Hi, hi guys. Ben. How you doing? Well. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by. Then we are in Ben's basement right now, so <laughs> don't mind him. That feels like a real inner metric that you have to have to recognise when what you're doing it might sound good or whatever, but you only something that only you can sense. This isn't quite it, and then this is it. Yeah. And it sounds like over the period of time you've been making music, you've now honed it to that you know when you've reached that point yeah. and you know that's what you are pursuing at all times for me it's always been a very individualistic thing you know when you when you when i look at my taste in music uh i got two older brothers and they influenced my music taste a lot so i had a lot of uh a, like a lot of different styles to listen to like my my oldest my eldest brother is much more into like rock and alternative and my younger of other older brothers into kind of like house and techno and more electronic music. So I've always had like a very, like a big breadth of styles to be able to draw upon. And part of me, like for me, it's gaining all those styles, looking at all those styles and seeing what part of me do I see connected in that. And that's why I want to continue to do with my music eventually. Yeah. Wow. It sounds like it's, it can't not be interesting with all the, all the ingredients that you're mixing up to the end result. It's going to be something that's really worthy of an audience. Yeah. So from that note, on to Jay. Mm. So where's your head at? What's your focus these days? Well, I would say that originally it was to like, put a message out there of like, you know, peace and love and to spread the good, good word, the truth that what, what I've... But as I've grown up since then, so I've got to, a lot of it comes innately, I feel, you know what I mean, through you. And then as you grow up, you kind of see that um, there's other things that are in, 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 that interplay with it all, you know what I mean? And so you have to you have to work with where you're at. And I suppose, like I said, I am doing stuff that's from the past a little bit. So I would like to create some fresher stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, my main thing really is just getting out and playing playing with people and for people because I know that people would well, I think people would enjoy it, but I've got a sense that people would enjoy it. I don't quite know, but. I'm getting good feedback already, which is a good sign. And I want to keep up the good work and just keep well practiced, well versed in my craft, <laughs> and hopefully, yeah, um, make a difference in the world. You know what I mean? Wow. And personally, for both of you, you both do make great music. There's some official feedback from me. You're both doing great stuff. I was absolutely bowled over by your performances last night. So we've given myself and our listeners an introduction to where you've been and where you're going. So where can they follow the journey in real time? So Jay, where can people find you in the right. digital world and follow along? Well, the digital world, I'm not that up on at the minute. I need to get that sorted, so that's another thing. But I'm definitely in performances. I'll, I'll be there and you know, more often than not um, getting out there, doing a lot of your places now. I'll All be following right. you around for a little bit. And so UK Open Mic is the place to go yeah. to check yeah. out some Jay Calais. Yeah. Right, exactly. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Stay tuned. And Reese, what about you? I've got some stuff on SoundCloud. If you type uh, Reese uh, Cameron into SoundCloud, you should have some of my stuff. And uh, I've also got two albums on YouTube. So one album is called Candy Vapor, and uh, and there's another album called Into the Mirror. Into the Mirror is the first album that I did on my own, and Candy Vapor is like a recently 
well, it's an accumulation of stuff that I created and I've put it out recently. But yeah, no, uh, I think that's yeah, that's the main stuff on on Night Night. You can get. So what what's the artist's name on YouTube? Uh, Reese Devaney. Okay. The only reason uh, the uh, that's my middle name, Reese Cameron. That's the reason why I put it on SoundCloud. But uh, Reese Devaney is the one that I've got on YouTube. So yeah. Devaney, yeah. Yeah. How do you spell Devaney? D E V A N E Y. And J Coletti, J A Y, obviously. J A Y and then C O L E T I. All right. J Coletti, Reese Devaney. Thank you both very much. And yeah, keep it. Stay tuned, listeners, for what happens next with these two performers. And that was that. Thank, Thank you, you very, very much. much to Reese and Jay. That was a really good chat. After our recorded chat was finished, they asked me a bit more about why I'm doing the podcast, etc. And I am getting better at the monologue that explains why I'm doing this. I think I might have to do another episode soon where I essentially tell you folks what I told Reese and Jay last night and what I kind of told Hass at the start of our episode, episode 155, 154, which, by the way, is the most recent episode that you can listen to on Spotify. That's right, folks. Saddest Night Out, the podcast, is now available on Spotify. I'm rubbing shoulders with the big boys now, with your... Joe Rogan, uh, Adam Buxton, the Hilo, all the hits, all the favourites. Now, if you search for the word saddest night out as one word on Spotify, you will find me. The reason I'm so tired is because I will soon be helping to run things at Caffrey Studios, particularly on the weekends. That means being there around 10am when it opens until midnight when it tends to shut. So I get the last train on the what is sometimes known as the East London Line. That's the London Overground that goes from about Highbury and Islington down to New Cross or to Croydon, depending on which branch you get. So I tend to get home at the earliest around half one, tend to get to bed about two, and I had and then I had to wake up early in order to record the podcast for today and then leave on time. And also today I had to get the bins out uh, to those of you who kn- you know the struggle and the urgency, the necessity of getting the bins out when the bins need to get out because there's nothing worse than missing the bins and being stuck with a full bin for another week. So yeah, that's the big, big news. I'm on Spotify. Thank- I posted on Instagram for the first time in eons. Posted just a quick picture, screenshot on my Instagram stories of my podcast on in on Spotify. So posted in a few whatsapp groups as well so hello to any new listeners that i've gathered i'm also getting better at announcing that i have a podcast on the open mic nights what i tend to say is that i have interviewed a few of the performers at the open mics some bands some promoters etc one of the bands i interviewed went on to support foo fighters at london stadium that of course is Starcrawler. another band i interviewed went on to do a tour of indonesia that is of course fur and the most high-profile names I've spoken to are Sean Keaveney and Steve Lamack of Six Music. I really need to get better at beating my chest, and I've mentioned this on the podcast many times, and I will mention it again, that I need to hit the emails, etc. hard, and the social media, and just be like, hey, everybody, look at this thing I'm doing. I've been trying to think of the best subject line for the email, because when you cold email people, the subject line is life and death. What you put in that line, that intro to who you are, 
can be the difference between them opening the email and actually reading it and marking your email address as trash and never wanting to hear from you again. So far, my working idea for a subject line is I'm writing Meet Me in the Bathroom, but for London. And then if they open that, it would be... I'd continue that sentence by saying, but it's set in real time. It's set in modern day London in real time, episode by episode, day by day on my podcast. It's because that once upon a time when I did an episode at the Victoria when I spoke to Novacob. I can't even begin to remember what episode number that was. A Novacob group hug. But I spoke to someone who played in one of the other bands on that show. And that was like the tagline I used, the one, the elevator pitch I used for the podcast. But I'm trying to, that there's a book called Meet Me in the Bathroom about the early 2001 bands in New York. There's the book called Please Kill Me about the New York CBGB scene in the 70s. I'm trying to write that book, but set in London, in modern day, in real time, episode by episode, day by day. So instead of it being a retrospective, you are in it, you're in the thick of it as it's happening, both with my music and with everyone that I encounter. But yeah, I'm on Spotify. That feels really good. I'm using a hosting service called Podbean, P-O-D-B-E-A-N. And right now it's telling me no one has listened to it on Spotify. Similar to how iTunes told me no one has listened to my podcast on iTunes. And on SoundCloud, when I put up Astrid's episode... I saw that I had about 200 plays in the last 24 hours, which is a bit of a huge spike for me. But it couldn't tell me where those plays came from. I guess that was the Spotify boost. And I don't know, maybe that was bots or people just happening to come across it. But basically, I'm having a hard time really trying to understand who is listening and from where. Or maybe I'm just having a hard time believing that there really is no one listening (laughs) to what I'm doing. Either way, I'm out there. And I need to get better at telling people that I am out there. 157 episodes we're at now. I think, anyway. I feel like I might... What was episode 155? So 157 is what I'm recording now. And I I am aware, listeners, that I do need to be wary of the time. Because I've got to get going. I have been meaning to, for the longest time, put these episodes up earlier in the day. Because I got into a habit of putting them up about 4pm, 5pm. Just before leaving for the open mic. So now that I am having to leave early to get to the studio... I am forced to put these things up first thing in the morning. Okay, 157 is this episode. 156 is Astrid. 155 is the new music episode. That's what I've forgotten. In fact, I want to email those bands and tell them that I put them on my, I mentioned them on my podcast. And I'd love to talk to them for the podcast as well. Anyway, I'm in, dan- I'm in serious danger. I'm in the danger zone, if you will. I'm in the... Z- The zone is one of danger of rambling on for far too long. So thank you very much for listening. Thank you again to Reese. And to Jay, that was a real heartfelt therapy session we had in that basement. Thank you to Ben for your guest appearance as well. Always a pleasure to be around here. Last night's open mic was really fun. There were fewer performers than Ruby's, but at the Nelsons, there's people just in the pub anyway, so it's much easier to get a good vibe. Also, while I was at Caffrey Studios helping out, one of the perform, I explained to someone who was re- rehearsing there that I do open mics in pubs in London. And one of them said, oh, yeah, they've got this new thing that they're starting at the Nelsons. And I was like, oh, do they really? And I pointed to myself like, yep, that's me. And I said, oh, that's you, is it? You've got a very loud voice. And I said, yeah, yeah, I get that a lot. 
I do have a loud voice. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. Thank you to Reese and Jay. That was such a heartfelt conversation. I might have to start charging because of the catharsis that comes from these conversations. I won't charge, but maybe I'll charge to be continued. Thank you all for listening. I will catch you on the next episode. Hope I won't be more awake because tomorrow is when I will be running things at Caffrey. So it'll be another late night home from the open mic and an early morning to get there in time. But thank you for listening. You are what keeps me going. Take care of yourselves and I'll catch you on the next episode. Take care. I just said that. Boy, am I tired. I'm just going to say goodbye. Goodbye. Till next time.